You're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. I'm your host, Adam Rosen. I'm a fellowship-trained, board-certified orthopedic surgeon who specializes in knee replacement. Here I'll talk to you about common knee complaints and other orthopedic issues. We'll cover other important health-related topics, all of which are meant to helpfully answer some of your questions and help improve the quality of your life. Thanks for listening, and on with the next episode. Hello, welcome back. This is Adam Rosen. You're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. This is the 83rd episode. Uh, This should be going live on December 17th. So in today's episode, I want to talk to you about uh, what a total knee replacement recovery is like at around the one-month mark and around the three-month mark. So those are the typical timeframes that many of us see patients back. And I think it's really good and important for patients to sort of understand where they should be at those time points so you know that you're doing okay, even if you might have symptoms or whether or not you're behind the eight ball and whether or not you have to work a little bit harder. Um, So again, if you're not aware, um, I also do have a YouTube page. It's just at Dr. Adam Rosen. I'm going to be doing um, more specific specific and detailed talks on the one-month recovery and on a three-month recovery uh, because the ones that I have up are quite old. So you can check those out as well. So, you know, knee replacement, again, I always talk about there's always risks and complications. There's a lot of common expectations. You can go back and listen to those episodes. Um, But at a month, you're not going to be fully recovered. You know, so at one month, many of us will see patients back in the office. We want to examine them check out their knee, check the range of motion, check x-rays, check the wound. But when patients come in, I even give them a little handout as soon as they walk in the door. So if I don't get into the room immediately, what I found is over the years, many of the questions that people have are the same from patient to patient. So by reading this, it just gives them an understanding of where they should be at. So it lets people know it's still normal to have pain. You shouldn't have severe pain. You shouldn't need narcotics. But a lot of patients are still either taking acetaminophen or some type of anti-inflammatory, or sometimes a combination of both, and they may not be taking it every day or on a scheduled regimen like we do in the first few weeks, but many people are still taking a pill a day. The pain is also most common at night, so I've talked about this before, that night pain is very common. We don't have a good understanding or reason as to why. There's not a great explanation. Um, What I do find, though, is that as patients get more range of motion, they tend to have less night pain. So it's another incentive for working harder in the beginning to get better range of motion, and then that night pain should go away. At a month, again, common things that are normal for a patient when they have a knee replacement is the knee will feel warm. You'll have some numbness on the outside of the scar. The knee will click, and the knee will look round, even if it's not swollen, not full of fluid, that the knee can still have a round appearance. The wound at this point should be healed, but it's not typically mature. So at this point, I usually have my patients start with some type of moisturizing cream or vitamin E lotion. They'll usually pop like a vitamin E capsule and pop it on there. And the idea is not only to rub the scar to help flatten it to give it a better cosmetic appearance, but it's also to desensitize the scar and it's also to mobilize the scar because the layers of skin can start to stick against one another. So you want to push and rub in different directions and your therapist can go over how to do this with you. But we want to desensitize the scar and massage the scar. Now, range of motion, most patients should have almost 
full extension, good term is zero degrees, um, and up to about 110 degrees of flexion. I always talk about, you know, right after surgery, you should be at 90, two weeks at 100, four weeks around 110. Again, this is individualized. So if somebody was very stiff, they may be better than they were, but they may not be hitting these marks. But understand that if you had pretty normal range of motion before surgery and you're not at these ranges of motions, you're usually behind the eight ball and you have to work harder. Now, if they're not fully extended actively, meaning that I can hold your heel and your leg drops into extension, but you can't straighten it all the way with your muscles, we call that an extensor lag, and that's usually just due to muscle weakness. And I have a video on this. Um, there's a very specific exercise called terminal extension that we can use to strengthen the muscle. Uh, but if you don't have good flexion, we have to work harder. So if somebody doesn't have full extension or somebody doesn't have full flexion, there's a lot of different exercises that you do. There's one exercise that I show patients um, in the chair that they can do after meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's a one-minute straightening, one-minute bending exercise. But if one of my patients is really lacking straightening, I will have them do that exercise every hour on the hour for the next two weeks. Or if they're not bending well, I'll have them do that exercise every hour on the hour for the next two weeks to try to catch back up. Now, physical therapy, usually the formal physical therapy around this time is usually done or ending, and a lot of patients will transition to a program on their own. But some patients may and will go on with physical therapy for another few weeks. Ice for a lot of people can still help, especially after physical therapy or after exercise. And also what can help around this point is heating prior to exercise. So if they note the, the knee is a little stiff or gummy, using a heating pad for a few minutes prior to their exercise will loosen things up. Most patients should be off a cane or walker. Again, an individualized thing. You know, if I meet a person who's already on a walker or in a wheelchair, they might be better but still using a walker or a cane. But most patients at one month will show up with the cane and they all tell me I'm not using it. I haven't used it in a week, but I brought it today because I wasn't sure where I was going to park. Uh, at around six weeks, the wound at that point is more mature. So I allow patients to get into the pool or the bath or the hot tub, but that's going to be very individualized um, based on the patient. So talking to your doctor to find out when they believe your wound is mature enough to be submerged for a period of time um, will help you with that because a lot of patients that enjoy the pool can get a lot of exercise by swimming. Um, and even being in the hot tub, patients that do have a jacuzzi or hot tub find that you know they can loosen it up in the hot tub and just kind of bend and manipulate it once they're able to get in. Now, at three months, you know, I see people back. Most people will see um, their, their patients back around three to four months. So it's usually around three to four months from surgery I'm seeing patients back. I let most of my patients know at this point, you're usually about 80 or 90% recovered. So you're, you're back to normal things, but you still notice your knee. I always say that if you ran into an old friend that you hadn't seen in a number of months, you know, they would ask you how you were doing and you would say, oh, I'm doing pretty good, but you know, my knee's a little sore and stiff. I just had my knee replaced three months ago. So even in their verbiage, you know, you're mentally knowing that, oh, this wasn't too long ago. Although three months can seem like a long time before surgery when you think, wow, three months, I'm still going to be recovering. It's just that the knee will be stiff when you first get up. So you get up, it's a little stiff and achy, five, 10, 15 steps, it loosens up and feels better. You're on your knee all day, starts to get a little achy and sore at the end of the day. Even at three, four months, I find like the big box stores, you know, around us, it's Costco. Somebody goes to Walmart, Target, you're on your feet all day. Um, you're walking around the store. You don't realize how long you're there. You come home, you have to unload packages. 
mean, that's a really common phone call of, you know, my knee's sore. I'm not sure what I did. Hey, did you go shopping? Oh, I did go to Costco or Target. Ah, that makes sense. Um, But people are getting back to activities. They're getting back to tennis. They're getting back to golf. At this point, you should have good range of motion. Almost, you know, full extension, 120 degrees for most patients. Again, based on where you started, you may be a little bit better than that. You may be a little bit worse than that, but you should be around the zero to 120 mark. Even 130 is better. I teach a lot of my patients this cross-leg exercise. So even with hips and with knees, a lot of times you'll work on range of motion, but the knee can be stiff and uncomfortable in one direction. So if it was your right knee that was replaced, if you're sitting in the chair, your left knee's bent, it's getting your right ankle up on top of your left knee. And I'll have patients hold the front of the ankle with the left hand, take your right hand and push your knee down with like a pound of pressure. It helps some of the pivoting and rotation that can get stiff or sticky in the knee after knee replacement. So this is a good exercise to do. And then I also have a kneeling protocol that I adapted from Dr. Berger up in Chicago. He had this nice five-week protocol that helped the majority of patients get back to kneeling. So we hand out that kneeling protocol and patients will start that on their own. I have a whole nother video on that that you can watch. The main thing at three to four months, though, is patients should be working on increasing their strength and increasing their stamina. You should have the range of motion, but this is the point where you get back to exercising. You get back to walking and hiking and doing those things that improve your quality of life. This was the whole reason that you had a knee replacement done in the first place. And think of the time that you've dedicated to physical therapy. A lot of people have worked this into their routine of this is when I wake up and I do my therapy, and this is when I do my therapy in the afternoon. And that's great. You don't have to do the knee therapy anymore, but try to make that also a time for you to now exercise. You might take a class or go for a walk or play a sport, but you've dedicated that time to physical activity. Don't use it on your knee at this point. You may not need it, but use it more for general exercise and activity. And then for patients that are still working, at the three-month mark, most people should go back. So I do have a lot of patients that do go back at two months. You know, a lot of patients, especially if they had really severe arthritis, really severe pain, they may already be feeling better, even though they're still recovering at two months. For some people financially, they just have to go back to work, so they can. Most people go back at three months, and I find a lot of patients just say, you know, I I just feel better. I've had three months to work on myself and my health. I've done my knee rehab, and now I'm eating better, sleeping better, exercising better, and they go back to work. For my patients that have more highly intense, physical, demanding jobs, sometimes we will keep them out four months. Um, So it really depends on you, your physical ability, and your job as to when you know you and your doctor and therapist feel that it's safe for you to go back to work. What I do caution patients though, and whether or not you go back at two weeks or three or two months or three months or four months, the first week or two is tough. So I tell people just expect that you're not going to have the stamina of being at work physically and mentally. So if you go back on a Monday, you know just know by Thursday Friday you're going to be pretty exhausted. You know, and if you wait, it's not going to go away. You know, if you if you take another two weeks off, the first week you go back, you're still going to be a little rough around the edges. So just know that that first week or two is going to be a little tough and you'll get used to it. The other thing that some patients find is helpful if they have the luxury and ability to do this is to go back for a week or two at a half day. So I do have some patients that will go back if they work an eight-hour day, they might go back for four hours, five days a week for a week or two. And then once they're, you know, developed enough physically and with the stamina to tolerate it, then they'll go back full time after that. So, you know, I hope that 
for any of you that are in the midst of your rehab, maybe you're early on in the first couple weeks, um, or maybe you're planning for knee replacement in the near future, this at least paints the picture and gives you an idea of where you should be at along those different points of your recovery phase. Um, and again, I'm going to do a little video um, more specifically in the one month and one on the three month. Um, and then also at some point go over, you know, what happens at one year? Because, you know, I see a lot of second opinions. I get these people that are one, two, three years out that still have pain. You know, and the question is, well, why do I still have pain? I had a knee replacement. And that's going to be um, an episode that I'm going to work on in the near future. So, you know, hopefully none of you have to deal with that. But if there are a few of you out there that are still having pain, I'm going to go into some of the details as to what might be the causes and ways that you might be able to fix or treat that. So thanks again for listening. I'm Adam Rosen. You've been listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. Until next time, stay safe. Thanks for listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. If you've not already done so, please subscribe so you'll be notified of future episodes. And if you enjoy what you're hearing, please take the time to leave a review. It helps other people like you find the show. I'm your host, Adam Rosen, and until next time, stay safe.